Hello, this is Cal with uh, Custom Insured and my business partner, Dimmick Robertson. And this is our fourth episode um, where we address common pitfalls or um, how to maintain the best level of coverage for small business group health plans. In this particular episode, we'll be talking about how to lock in long-term renewal rates to where you don't see that 10, 15% rate increase every single year where it becomes unsustainable and you're having to change plans year in and year out. So before we get started, Dimmick, anything you want to add? Um, not necessarily. You know, I would just say with the uh, renewal rates and, um, you know, any small business that's had coverage for any amount of time has probably had to deal with this, you know, even in self-employed individuals and things like that. I mean, one of the biggest reasons that people, if not the reason that people end up shopping for coverage every single year is because they get that renewal notice in the mail and, um, you know, the premiums jumped up 20%. So, you know, last thing anyone wants to have to do is think about health insurance in the first place, let alone, you know, have to do this every year. So that's a big part of, you know, why we consider this to be a very strong element of our approach and our coverage is that we can actually eliminate that annual headache of switching coverage. Right. And, you know, we're in the uh, prime time of the season for, um, you know, uh, renewal rates to come due or for open enrollment. So we wanted to get this out there to um, for small businesses to see what viable or what viable options exist. So moving along, uh, talking about how your risk is uh, is assessed or what they look at to determine what your coverage is. And we're going to look at uh, shop plans or the Affordable Health Care Act versus private and how you can have a combination of these two plans to bring harmony to your group plan where no employees are isolated or exposed for a large dollar out-of-pocket expense and at the same time lowering everyone's premiums and giving them better coverage. So and just to be uh, yeah, real clear, uh, you know, the traditional you know, ACA shop plans, those are the ones that the vast majority of people are familiar with. Um, even the vast majority of people are using for their coverage. So just to give some um, some real-world relevance to that that term. Right. Um, at the standard or what we'd say, what, 98-plus percent of every plan out there is an ACA-type plan just because it was the standard up to uh, January of 2019. It was actually forced coverage. You were penalized if you didn't have that type of coverage. Regulations changed, and now there's other options available. So moving along, a traditional ACA plan, um, what makes them attractive for businesses is that there's no pre-existing um, conditions considered uh, before you sign up the policy or before you sign everybody up. That doesn't mean it's not underwritten or underwritten, excuse me. It just means that it's not looked at before they sign up. However, after the first day of coverage, they're going to analyze every single claim that comes across the desk and they're going to determine if that policy has become profitable or not. So if your claims exceed the amount of premiums coming in the door through a predetermined um, formula, they're going to raise your rates accordingly. So if someone in your small group of, say, 10 employees becomes sick, that means that we're going to have a big jump or there's likely going to be a big jump in premiums the following year to accommodate that loss. So it's kind of like a stop and reset each and every year. And depending on the amount of claims that come in can determine on or can determine what your future premium is. Right. So another way to uh, kind of encapsulate that is, 
you know, again, as Kyle mentioned, everybody can get coverage under these plans, which is good. Um, you know, and a lot of people consider that a valuable feature, which of course it is, but you know, the, the dirty or hidden secret is just as Kyle said as well, that they, they review them every year. So while everyone does get approved, everyone can get coverage on these plans. You'll be disproportionately penalized going forward because again, they're going to be looking at the health claims for the past year. So that's something that of course, nobody can control, you know, no company can control, no individual can control. So you're always going to have that exposure every year uh, of the insurance company looking at last year's claims and then, you know, recalculating your new premium going forward. Right. And then to add a third element to that, what that means is, is that if you have, if you're a smaller company, you're a lot more exposed because there's less employees offsetting that risk moving forward compared to a large company that can kind of drown those claims by the large amount of premium they're bringing in the door. Right. Uh, and that's okay, y'all, but this goes back to the small business. Yeah, for large businesses, you know, most, if not all of these things that we talked about really don't apply simply for that reason, because their pool and employee workforce is so large, you know, they have buffers and things that can balance it out. But with the small businesses, again, which is really who we're focused on working with, yeah, this is a huge issue. So the million dollar question is, how do you stabilize your premiums moving forward? How do you know um, what the best plan is for the long term where your employees aren't having to change doctors year in, year out. They're not having to find different providers, et cetera. So um, now a private plan works different than a traditional Affordable Health Care Act plan, whereas they assess the health up front. So claims are not, are not a considered factor. So what that means is once everyone's approved, it doesn't matter how many claims that individual has moving forward. Um, it's not considered in their um, in their premiums year in, year out. So the only determining factor to increase the, uh, the rates is going to be the older you get or the closer you approach the age of 65. So now with a plan like this, you get that modest increase because of age you know insurance of course is always going to be more health insurance is always going to be more expensive when you get older but you know you you mitigate against this big 20 percent jump you know now you just have very stable you know traditionally one to two percent a year so very stable premiums right so moving forward what we try to do is we try to come in and speak to the small business and let them know that you know, you have different employees with different factors. We want to customize the plan revolving around what your employees' needs are, which brings us to the next slide, customizing the right plan for the right employee. Um, you know, everyone has a different approach to what they need. You know, you may have one family that wants to consider um, adding to their family and they have youngsters, so vaccinations are very important. You may have older folks that have ongoing medical concern. Then, of course, you may have someone who's single that's relatively healthy, never goes to the doctor and only wants coverage in the event that there's an emergency. So finding the right balance per employee is very, very important. Um, so what we try to do is we we want to take, um, take away the... Uh, the element of trying to put a round peg through a square hole. You know, when we started this conversation or this video, 98% uh, of all plans out there are very generic plans. So the coverage is the same for everybody. The only real difference is, is what premium you're paying and what kind of a deductible do you have? Um, 
That's the only difference between a bronze plan and say a platinum plan is the deductible and the premium. So what we do is we customize it based on what your needs are. Um, someone who's um, who never goes to the doctor, who's in relatively very good health, is going to have a much different plan than someone that has an ongoing health conditions or or needs to address pre-existing conditions. Uh, they're going to be approached differently, and the payouts and the claims are going to be differently. So we want to make sure we balance that accordingly. Yeah, this all kind of ties into the the approach that we take is really based more on concepts of coverage versus you know a silver, a platinum, a bronze. You know, when most people are shopping for plans, you know that's what they're encountering. Well, you have these three these three metallic levels. Well, what's the actual difference between those? There really isn't much. Yeah, that's what the deductible is going to be, potentially what the max out of pocket, which that's an illusion, but that's something for another conversation. Um, you know, so there's really not a whole lot you can control with those. So we we approach this with concepts, you know, one concept being PPO coverage, giving people access to any doctor, any facility they want to go. Another concept that we pitch is very low or even no deductibles. So what we do is we build the coverage around these concepts you know, brick by brick to give, as Cal had just said, the best coverage for each person. Um, so that's you know, a big part of, of how we do it. Just because we kind of look at things a little bit differently, you know, that's how we can kind of get away from this whole one size fits all format. Right. So another way to look at that is just like anything else in life, when you customize a solution, it's going to have a better result. It's more adaptable to what your current situation is. Now, this next uh, bullet point here, ACA group health plans are designed to provide continuing coverage for an employee if they have ongoing medical concerns that they need treatment for. Um, if you're not in that bucket or if you don't have ongoing health concerns, then you're going to see likely 80 plus percent of your claims coming out of pocket and it's not sustainable. So what this means is for someone who's in good to moderate health who never goes to the doctor, they're only going to be a, um, usually allotted one visit per year, which is like a preventative visit. Anything past that is going to be applied towards a deductible. A lot of these plans can have a deductible of $3,500 to all the way to, say, six, dollars $7,000. So what we try to do is customize that to take away that out-of-pocket expense um, to where that person who never uses the coverage you know, many argue, what do I have this plan for? It's only covering 20% of my out-of-pocket expense. If I have an accident, I never use it otherwise, but I'm paying, you know, tooth and nail with these price increases coming every single year. So that's the balance that we want to bring back. That's that's how you put the harmony back into everything by taking the people who are, are the employees who are exposed in the system and giving them relief while lowering your cost, thus customizing your solution. And this goes back to something we talked about uh, a bit on the last recording, the idea that in most situations, uh, you know, you really have a couple people in the workforce or um, a couple of employees that are dictating the coverage for everybody. You know, when you have a one size fits all plan, you have to pick the plan that gives basically the, the best for everyone, or at least as close as you can get. So when you have these um, you know, maybe you have one employee that's, you know, I'll just pick an example, but they're, they're fighting cancer. So of course it's very important for them to have, you know, good catastrophic coverage, uh, you know, coverage for that cancer. But what if the other, you know, five or six people in the company are all young people that never go to the doctor, you know, so 
hopefully that putting that kind of example forward starts to paint the picture a little bit about kind of the disconnect. You know, a company's gonna in that event they're gonna buy a plan, you know, that's gonna be the best interest for that person with cancer because they have the ongoing imminent need, but really kind of overlooking everyone else in the office. So everyone else is getting this plan that they probably never going to use, you know, barring some catastrophic accident or something huge, but they're probably never going to use and they're going to be paying, you know, 30% more than they should. So that's where, you know, we hear these stories of employees that just, you know, turn down the company's coverage because, you know, not because they don't want insurance, but because the plans being offered, you know, really don't make sense for them. Right. Again, it comes it comes down to what kind of options do you have for the coverage? Are you in a one-dimensional plan where the only thing you can um, control is the level of your deductible or whatever premium you're paying outside of that. It's kind of up for grabs for 98% of small businesses out there where you can find the right plan that works per employee. And so we may have a, a few different approaches depending on, on uh, what we're seeing with the employees when we speak to them and what, what their real needs are. But it's uh, like Demick was saying earlier, it's revolving around these concepts to make sure everyone has the best catastrophic coverage moving forward. They have PPO access and they limit their out-of-pocket expense while stabilizing the renewals. Um, so this kind of leads into our next bullet point here. Um, you know, it's like Dimit was saying, if the one person becomes sick catastrophically, let's just say they're fighting with melanoma, um, you know, this is going to force everyone to accept that coverage um, or that the coverage that they need now granted they do need that coverage but everyone else is likely to be paying much higher premiums a year or two years later the goal is to give that employee all the coverage they need and then at the same time protect everyone else in case they become sick as well or whatever to address their needs a perfect example of this is for the lack of flexibility on the plans out there is if you take uh, this is another example by the way we used on a, um, a previous show if you have a 12-year-old male dependent, why are you paying for maternity coverage? You're never, ever going to need it, but it's still embedded in that policy. You can't take that, that part of the coverage out because it's not flexible. It's one-dimensional. So the only thing you can change is how much of an out-of-pocket expense you're going to have or what kind of a deductible you're going to have and what kind of premium you're going to pay. So we want to take away the covers that they're not going to use and focus on what they will use moving forward to control costs. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, with the one-size-fits-all plan, yeah, I know we keep saying it over and over, but inevitably, you know, it just – you're cramming it all together. This is a great example. A 12-year-old doesn't need pregnancy coverage. And so likewise, you know, 12-year-olds don't need adult preventative benefits. You know, 50-plus-year-olds, they don't need vaccination coverage. Um, you know, we talked about the younger people. In our experience, you know, someone that's in their 20s and 30s, you know, on average never goes to the doctor. So, you know, does someone in that age group really need four, five, six, seven doctor visits a year? You know, probably not. So why pay for that? Um, you know, so that, that's really the idea here is don't don't load up a bunch of just coverage that, you know, only one or two people may need and the other people in the office don't need and just throw away your money on that. It, it doesn't make sense. Right. And another way to look at this is that we have several more arrows in our quiver than our competition does. So we can approach coverage many different directions while still maintaining that same status quo of giving the PPO coverage of being able to lower or minimize the out-of-pocket expense, 
giving access to coverage that extend, you know, past state lines, et cetera. Stabilizing your premiums, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. So um, with uh, private employer uh, health plans, they can be customized to address employee needs who don't, um, who don't need this ongoing treatment. Again, what about that healthy 25-year-old that only goes to the doctor when they get sick? Outside of that, there's, there's no need. They're in perfect health. So if that person wants to make sure that if they have an accident, that they're not going to be exposed by $3,500, especially you know, if they're paying hundreds of dollars per month for this coverage. And that's where we come in. Yeah, I just, you know, conceptually as well, you know, pull pull out the whole, you know, concept of health coverage, you know, just from an insurance standpoint, you know, simplistically speaking, if you were going to buy coverage that was designed and priced to guarantee it's going to pay for a claim as opposed to buying coverage that's designed to cover you if something happens, you know, naturally what's going to be more expensive, the coverage that's you know, guaranteeing it's going to pay out a claim. So that's conceptually, that's kind of, you know, how in a very simplistic way this works is the, the mechanics of insurance itself. Right. And the key is to balance that mix and match around the employee's needs, which we'll get to some percentages here in just a few minutes. Um, so moving along here, um, when you give the right coverage to your employees, you can balance or offset that risk that a lot of small businesses are seeing. Again, these are very generic policies in nature. They cannot be amended. There is no give and take. There's only you get what you see and all you can control is how much out-of-pocket expense and what kind of premium you have. So we want to go in there and, and uh, present several different options um, for people. Um, another example, um, well, kind of to add on to that, um, if someone is sick and they, they have uh, ongoing um, um, medical treatment, then we want to be able to give extra specialist visits. We want to be able to offset the co-pays. We want to make sure that the hospitalization kicks in to minimize the uh, the out-of-pocket exposure. If something does happen, they become, you know, uh, um, incapacitated for whatever reason. Yeah, we want to lower their deductible. You know, if you have a catastrophic event or if you have ongoing health issues, you know, good you have coverage. But if you have a seven thousand dollar deductible on that plan. You know, and you go in, well, you still got to come up with that 7000 So, yeah, it comes back to our concepts, you know, let's lower or eliminate that deductible, you know, along with everything else that we're trying to do as well. And there's a lot of truth to that because most of these plans will not pay a penny until that deductible requirement is hit. So if they can't cough up that initial few thousand dollars, which, let's face it, most employees out there are not able to do that. It's going to be very difficult to get that coverage to kick in. It's going to cause more complications. Treatment gets backlogged, et cetera. So we want to avoid all those pitfalls. So what we've done well, is, yeah, and, right. and a, uh, and this is an important thing to bring up too, I think, is you know, all, these, uh, all these concepts and all these things we're talking about, I mean, these are all you know, ongoing stresses, not only for the business, but for the employees. You know, there used to be a time when employees could be excited about their company's benefits. You know, that's why they went to work for this company. But, you know, probably more often than not, what we're hearing is employees that, that hate their company coverage. <laughs> you know, the, this because of all these reasons we're talking about, this is where their plans are going to. And, you know, it's kind of lost um, lost some of the, the sight of what, you know, all of this was originally intended to do is to give your people superior benefits to keep them happy, take care of them. And, you know, that that. That, that chain is breaking with these plans because now, again, people are, 
having to weigh, is it even worth it to have this coverage? You know, it's really, what is it even doing for me? So that's a big part of what we kind of um, incorporate into our discussion and to, uh, to our approach is, hey, you know, everything else aside, let's make sure your people are happy. You know, let's make sure that your place is a competitive place to work. And these are the way you do it by having superior benefits, benefits your competition doesn't. You know, making your employees excited and happy again about what you're giving them as an employer. You know, I, that's, a, that's another element I would argue is as important as a deductible. Um, you know, we have a couple of published pieces. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but we, we speak to that, that very same point. The number one um, benefit that an employee looks at before they, you know, choose an employer is what kind of health benefits are going to be extended. So a lot of people go in there and uh, the, they, they hear this idea of being totally coveraged. They're, they're excited going through orientation. Then they have their first claim. They realize, wait a minute, I don't remember them ever saying I'm coming up with a $5,000 check right now. So it is. It's a lot of frustration. And we do. We hear that all the time talking to employers. And um, um, a lot of them, I believe it or not, are pretty frustrated that we can offer solutions that they didn't know about. And, you know, a lot of it had nothing to do with um, with anyone's fault just because of a change of regulation that happened in January of 2019. So going back to what our solutions are, we try to um, categorize employees in one of two different uh, um, buckets, so to speak. Uh, the first one is coverage designed to embrace ongoing medical treatment. So if someone may be a diabetic or if someone has... Um, ongoing treatment that we receive or they receive, whether it's monthly or quarterly or semi-annually, we want to be able to sure, um, ensure that they're going to keep that same status quo moving forward. Um, you know, that this also applies to pregnancy coverage. Um, if someone wants to extend our, or, yeah, I guess extend family planning, um, we want to keep them in this bucket and give them the extra coverage they need, um, you know, as they're as it's ongoing. Now, if that changes down the road, we can make adjustments down the road. But initially, we want to give the coverage that they need at that time. And when things change, we can adjust. And then the... Yeah, I think you're going to show the image here in a moment as well. But I was going to say, you know, for those that are listening closely, you know, you might pick up on the fact that these examples and the people in this, um, in this group, so to speak, or in this subset of the group, is it tends to be the minority you know in our experience 10 to 15 percent that really fall into the category again these are averages we're talking about but on average it's about 10 to 15 percent of the uh the workforce that has what we're referring to as ongoing or and or pregnancy needs um you know these are the people like some examples you know we've used their cancer you know major uh, surgeries recently or things that are, they're going through right now um, this is, again, the, a small portion of the group, but these are the people that are dictating the plans that everybody else is getting um, on these traditional, or the, the coverage, I should say. These are the people that are dictating the coverage that everyone else is getting in their office, right. for better or worse. Right. So taking that um, kind of, or moving forward with, with option number two, this coverage design, designed, excuse me, to eliminate the out-of-pocket expense for those who are in good to moderate health, okay, and focusing on what might be coming around the corner or random events like accidents. Um, you know, the premiums for these options are much more attractive. And uh, we told, as we, excuse me, as we addressed earlier, 
Um, you can either assess the risk after the coverage starts or you can assess the risk before you walk in the door. On group health option two, we take a, um, a snapshot of the health history and really look at what kind of prescription drugs they've had in the past and then make a determination from there. Now, um, like Dimick was saying, that's um, the minority are those with pre-existing conditions. However, um, everyone deserves right to health care. We don't ever want to leave anyone behind. What we're trying to what kind of message we're trying to convey is why are all the people in that type of coverage? They don't need or require that kind of coverage, which is inflating the premiums, which is causing much more out of pocket than what they need to have. So the ones that don't have pre-existing conditions, we can put them into a more customized approach designed to eliminate the out-of-pocket expense moving forward. And that, that lowers the premiums of the group health plan, which in turn, you know, allows the employer to offer even additional coverage while saving money to those with pre-existing conditions. So there's many different ways to approach this to offset those, um, offset those costs and make sure everyone has the right plan. Okay, so well, it's something that's probably uh, important to note at this point, you know, by taking this approach, for the most part, when we're working with businesses, this approach is usually gonna chop 20 to 25% off of their monthly premium. Again, this is an average, but across the businesses that we've worked with using this approach, that's typically about what you're going to see, about 20 to 25% um, premium reduction. Uh, and then again, going back to the message of this webinar, stabilize renewal premiums going forward. So coverage you can keep in place. You know, we have clients that have had their plans five, six, seven, ten years. You know, as long as they are happy with the coverage, or even if they want to make changes, we can adjust at any time. But you know, as long as they're uh, as long as they want to keep these plans in place, that's part of the beauty of this. You can turn it, you know, turn it on and just forget about it going forward. Not something you have to worry about anymore. Right. So when a company adopts this philosophy and they, you know, um, customize the plan that revolves around their employees, um, are the, the employees of the pre-existing conditions, they're likely to have premium increases, you know, each year moving forward. However, if it's only 20% of the pool, it's going to get drowned out where you can maintain that or maintain that stable premium moving forward, as opposed to everyone in the company jumping up 20%. You know, that's a difference of several thousand dollars over just a couple of years in monthly premium while they get to keep their long-term interests or long-term doctors without having to change plans month in, month out. So that that's what we want. That's the element that we want to bring to the table is the flexibility and the uh, the adaptation of what their employees need, not forcing you know everyone into one box or trying to put that square peg in a round hole. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, I think the uh, that's a perfect term. The coverage built around the employees. You know, I think they think that really kind of says it all. Instead of shoving everyone in uh, to to one box that most people are not going to fit into, yeah, but let's customize this and let's give everybody better coverage um, and give the business a better deal while they're at it. To see more about what we do or what kind of pricing we have, feel free to go to our website, custominsure.com, and there's a, a link there for a free quote. You can put in some basic information. We can show you uh, three different plans, our three most popular plans to compare what you have. Um, we're just going to ask for the employee's age and whatever um, dependents they have moving forward, and it'll kick out a number at the end. 
And then once you see what that what that uh, pricing is, we'd like to be able to speak with you if if we're in budget, you know. But we want you, we want to put our best foot forward and show you what we can do. Yeah, and on a um, on a separate note, you know, for those of you that value you know any education or content, you know, as as uh, you're listening to here. Uh, this is obviously a little bit more of a longer and in-depth version of a uh, topic, but we have several podcasts. Uh, feel free to search this out, Custom Insured Podcast, where we do, you know, those are, of course, much shorter, three, four, five minutes. Um, you know, we try to cover as many topics as we can think of, and we're always looking for feedback of more, but things such as what we're talking about here, PPO networks or Medical Information Bureau, you know, most common asked questions. So again, for those of you that um, you know have interest or uh, may want to know more, just health insurance and uh, things like that, yeah, check out our podcast. There's uh, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, and one last thing I want to add is a free gift for listening to this video. Um, we um, if you click on the link before, you're more than likely watching this video through LinkedIn. So if you click on that link below, it's going to give you a CRM form. It's going to uh, kind of give you more of a breakdown about how to control your renewal rates moving forward and some different elements that make this all more relatable about how to control your costs moving forward. So guys, when the time is right, please think of us. Um, we have several uh, um, different mediums of education, like Dimmick said, from videos to podcasts to video podcasts. Um, we have all kinds of different uh, PDFs and uh, freebies and downloads that we offer out there. So uh, thank you for listening and make sure to tune in. We'll have several more of these uh, video podcasts moving forward. Just thanks as always. And uh, we appreciate you listening, folks. Take care, guys. Take care. Stay safe.